Welcome to the Changing Currents podcast. I'm your host, Indy Purnell, and it is here that I choose to share with you words and conversations in an open-minded, open-bodied way about things that I'm learning, that I believe in, and that I deem worth hearing. Hoping that together we can create change both inside and out by consciously directing our energy and focus into the people, places and things that we truly care about. This is episode number one, Hot Off The Press, where I am accompanied by a new but nonetheless a legend of a friend of mine, Anthony Vezu, and we speak about how this podcast came to be people supporting people, moving from talk into action and at the end we touch upon my relationship with yoga and what it has become for me today. We are recording, this is exciting. So we're here with Anthony, this is something that I could do but I'm not going to, I'm going to handball over to you to introduce yourself. Oh. Well, all right. Uh, I'm Anthony. I'm 20 years old. I'm a psychology student at Swinburne. I'm hoping to be a clinical psychologist one day. But aside from that, I like to uh, write stories, uh, draw. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not much else to tell. Yeah, cool. It's funny because you don't know what I'm going to ask you. And no. If you, if you did know, I wonder mm. if that would have changed what how you answered that oh god you're getting real philosophical like i suppose we're gonna find out though aren't we yeah we are so you have no idea what's coming no. and i love that because it puts you in the same position as anyone who's listening mm. see andy knows how to make a good podcast <laughs> yeah sure do early days but yeah we'll go with that <laughs> um so we're gonna begin by talking about our conversation that we had earlier this week yeah, because that's sort of the latest discussion we had about this podcast. Yes. I think it's a bit of a funny story and I want you to retell it. What, when you called me up? Or is yours, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, like how long ago did we start talking before that? Like a week or two? Like yeah. on text, I mean. Yeah, about that. Two weeks or so. And we, we were talking and then I was like, oh, you know, we called on the phone and Indy recommended me a podcast and uh, ended up listening to it over that week. And then we called again the next week. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was really good, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it'd be good to do a podcast, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, that's pretty good. But I didn't really uh, think much of it. Uh, I just thought, you know, harmless banter. Uh, and then I get a text from Indy, like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's like, wait, can, can we call tonight? Can we call sometime? I was like, let's just call now. And she <laughs> called me up absolutely giggling your head off like you couldn't even get a word in edgewise uh and at the start of the conversation you pitched it like you wanted to make a podcast with me as a co-host and um i was like all right you know it sounds good uh being a uni student though, i probably can't commit to doing it like every week uh and you're like yeah yeah no worries yeah and then uh at the end of the conversation i'd i'd sensed my role had shifted somewhat uh <laughs> but you were too nice to say it outright. You were like, so you wouldn't go, actually, no, you're not the co-host. You were like, so Anthony, just to clear it up, what do you think your role is? <laughs> and I was, I was like, uh, 
think I think I'm a guest now. So I got demoted. I was pitched the I was actually pitched the podcast and I got demoted mid call. Yeah. Um, and I've already apologized for that. I was like so excited. I don't even uh, I don't know what came right. over me, but <laughs> I was very I was just so inspired. I was like, I'm ready to take on the world. Um, yeah, so then we had a call. I was walking around the golf course. It was wonderful. And then, yeah, so that happened. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've workshopped it a bit. Right, okay. So do you want to have an update? I would, well, you know, I, I know nothing about it, so yes. Yeah. Okay, so pretty much what I'm thinking is, I haven't decided on the name. I'm close, but I'm not going to mm -hmm. say it now because when... Always do that. You always introduce, like, I've got something new, but you never tell me what it is. Yeah, well, you'll find out. Whenever this okay. is released, yeah. it, it'll be known. What I'm thinking it is going to be is where me, with or without a guest, I'll be talking about real experiences or real passions that people have for things and reflecting on it in an authentic way. So I want it to be quite conversational and in no way am I saying that I know anything because everything's so subjective. Yeah. But yeah, I want to talk about what's currently happening, not in the world so much, but well, kind of yes and no. My perspective yeah. of things and talking to and with people who are close to me about how we choose to live and what we want to hear more about or less about or yeah ideas that i believe are worth contemplating okay what do you think? yeah i love it okay that's cool so it's just it's just the thing it's i get what you mean like sort of what's going on in the world but not really like do you mean like more of a personal level like what's being going on in your world type of thing well yeah which obviously is gonna go hand in hand yeah. they're happening externally but yeah I think it's important to have time for reflection yeah, and if anything can get anything out of what I'm saying fantastic if not well it's just a wonderful opportunity <laughs> to talk to myself <laughs> I think it's a good idea mm -hmm. well so there consider yourself updated thank you and today though Mm -hmm. I will now inform you what your role is, what we might talk about. Awesome. So I want to use this podcast and this episode kind of as a symbol. So I'm thinking that we can talk about people supporting people, which mm -hmm. I think seems, seems topical because you supported me in <laughs> taking, the the, taking the leap in the podcast, even if I did demote you. I mean, hey, listen, good friends don't mind demotion. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. The best kind of demotion anyway. You're my first guest. I mean, I've got to take that as some sort of privilege. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I also, since that we did meet through the mental health cert, I want to weave that in a bit. But first, we'll start with the people supporting people idea. Okay. And I want to talk a bit about well, what do you think in terms of the importance of supporting one another and holding a container for people to share and express themselves or ideas? 
I mean, because people in their nature are social beings. Like no man is an island, a woman is an island, and it's it's impossible for one person to exist alone, if that makes sense. You, you need other people to, like if you want to get real technical, like when, when you're a baby, there are some innate pieces of knowledge you have that like like reflexes and stuff that help you grow. But if you don't see other people talk, see other people walk, you can't, you'll never learn to do it. So, you know, even at that basic level, we need social support to function. So I think that just weaves in throughout life, whether that's with learning a new skill or, you know, jumping into a new passion. Um, or when you're going through a rough time, we really thrive off of that. And it's like, even the mental health so forth, that's like one of the, one of the four things we have to screen for is if people have good social networks and if, because we can't, you know, look after them all the time as, mental health workers you, you look for that so it's yeah it's incredibly important yeah and I think that's a good point that you make that even though the type of support from birth and then moving through life evolves and changes mm. and the nature of that that is still a continued thing that we kind of crave and that we need in order to thrive I suppose yeah. and I believe in order to you know, reach our full potential, we need connections with other people. And yeah, it can be so many different, you know, different forms that that takes. But I think that it's really helpful to have people who you can talk to and be authentic with who then when you express your ideas, they're able to, it kind of adds a layer of accountability. Like in me talking to you about yes, the idea yeah. of a podcast and it's like, okay, well, I've put that out there. I've verbalized. I have to do it now. Yeah. 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 yeah, I gotcha. Cool. Oh, yeah. So in that conversation that we had, I asked you a question, but I kind of put it on pause, but I right. think now is a good time to resume it. And the question was if you had the whole world's attention what would you say like what would you want to oh um see you didn't because uh, you didn't give me prep time uh <laughs> but it is an important question and um that's the thing because i'm still quite young in the grand scheme of things you know like you know what i mean like as much as i might have like my philosophy in life and i've been through things that have challenged me and torn me down i've had to rebuild my views on things and you know strengthen them and bolster them there's somebody out there who's like 30 or 40 or 80 and they've seen a lot more than me so they might have a better idea of what to say but i don't know what would i say because like we all we look at everybody else we look at ourselves as extremely unique and we are because there's nobody else quite like us and what we've been through, who we are, our ideas, but we share so many similarities across that. And like whenever people struggle, like really struggle, they feel isolated, of course, because you know, it's, you don't see how much other people struggle because unless you're really going through it, you tend to just push through and keep a brave face. Um, and that can make people who are going through it feel like oh, there's something wrong with me and I'm not coping well. And, you know, something's, I'm doing something wrong and it's not the case. Like everybody, literally everyone struggles. Everyone has their moments where they feel like the absolute worst and they don't feel like they can accomplish anything. Um, and I think that's one thing I'd want to put out there. Like as much as you might think 
you're not as good as everybody else or you're not coping as well as everybody else or you're not as strong as everybody else you're fine like mm. you are okay and you are enough because everybody struggles and has to keep pushing forward but everybody's just trying to trying to try the best and learn and grow so you know we're all we're all trying to make our best out of this because nobody knows what they're doing yeah totally and i love that and i remember when i first asked you, you said something very similar kind of like that we're a lot more similar than we think mm. and we should all just really be kind to one another and yeah, yeah it's hard when society is like you got to go 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 don't stop like don't um yeah, yeah like break. Apart. and it's like well if you surrendered to the harder times and realized that it's a common experience then you wouldn't need to full on fall apart because it's a process and along the way exactly you it as it comes mm-hmm. and yeah you said how your answer to that question might be very different to another's and well yeah of course and also when I when I asked you to be a guest on the podcast, mm-hmm. I remember you being like, "But I'm not like, why? What would I? Bring? <laughs> yeah, what would I bring? Yeah, and I think that everyone has something valuable to say, and I think that it's it's an evolving thing. Like what I have to say today might be completely different tomorrow, or in a week, or in a month. But if it's your true answer now, then it's like, well, that's that's something worth sharing, is it not? Yeah, I mean, you know what? That's an excellent point um, because that's like the experience we we have at this point is our total experience and we can't be expected to know any more than that. But because it changes is part of what makes it valuable. Mm, totally. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, my um, pleasure. Thank you for asking. No worries. Okay. So I said before that we met on campus mm. and I want to journey back to that day, right? Okay, yeah. And we were there to do practice simulations with the actors. So we had three clients that we had to work with and do their assessment things. And I remember that you <laughs> and your partner went up yes. first. Okay. And I yes, want to ask, did. why did you choose to go up first? Um, look, uh, I, I was the one who said we should. Uh, Eliza, I mean, like, I was nervous, of course, but like, um, and then by the end, Eliza was like, yeah, we got, but at first I sort of had to convince my partner. She didn't really want to do it. And I've always been like that. Like if, if I'm in class, like in even high school, if I had to do like a, like a, like an oral for English, I would have preferred to get it out of the way first. And there's a couple of reasons why I'm like that. One is because I feel like the sooner it's out of the way, the better, because what makes you most nervous isn't doing something. It's the anticipation of doing it. So the longer I would have had to wait, like, oh my God, am I going to do that simulation right? Am I going to say the right things? The worse I would have felt about it. So if I just got it out of the way at first, it would have been easier. So that's one reason. The second reason is that because it was such an intensive learning process, typically the more something shocks you, the more you learn from it. So because like I stuffed it up, the first time I did, I didn't do good. Um, I got there and normally I'm fine talking to new people and I don't stress out. Like I might be, I'm nervous like anybody, but I just, I just find what to say. That's one of the first times in a long time where I sat down to talk with somebody and I just like pulled a blank and didn't know what to say. And that really like bothered me and it really stuck with me. But because of that, I really took on everybody else's feedback a lot more 
uh, to heart and with a lot more focus and I came back next time a lot more prepared. Yeah. So those are the two main reasons to avoid the nervousness of anticipation and to maximize the learning. Yeah, cool. And I, I love that because as someone who witnessed, you know, there's always going to be, <laughs> <there's always laughs> be someone who goes up first, like that's inevitable. But I think that it shows, you know, that attitude of like, you know, like what the fuck, like I'm just going to give it a go. Like, it, yeah. And worst case scenario, you're going to learn something. Right. And exactly. I think if you wait around to feel ready, like it's, it's never going to come. Like there's always going to be something that you could have prepared for more, but really I truly believe that you learn the most from experience. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even if you're not ready, even if you don't feel ready, I've said ready a lot, but you get, no, but it's the best word for it. Yeah. Then, you know, you just got to jump in the deep end sometimes. I agree. 100%. I, uh, like that was because I could have done that that TAFE course last year but I didn't because I was like oh I don't know if I'll handle it I'm too stressed and I just didn't jump into it because I was scared to do it but the, and I felt like sort of the same this year but then I was like you know what like one of my friends messaged me and said yeah I'm doing it like it'll be good and then she sort of convinced me I was like you know what I'm, I'm only not doing it because I'm worried that I won't be able to handle it but if I do it I'll handle it because I'm doing it yeah so it's like, it just opened my mind up to how much fear holds you back Yes. And that, oh my gosh, I love that you say that because I wanted to get to that. Yeah. Um, it's, like I, it's like, I know your schedule or something. Yeah, I know, but quite the opposite. I actually, mate, I've got no idea. Indy, I haven't even spoken to Indy for like the past week. <laughs> <laughs> Rang you up, told you I was starting a podcast. <laughs> That's it. Okay. See you Friday. We're going to record it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and I think that it's really important and relevant to the whole mental health um, field in terms of wanting to empower people to get to a place where they can, whether it's self-advocacy, which we focus on a lot, or feeling like they have the capacity to do what they want to do and move from that place of talking to action. Yes. And I was going to ask you what you think it is that gets in people's way of doing this. Gosh, Andy's asking the hard-hitting questions today. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's one thing. Um, I suppose you could, like, with everything, you could try and boil it down to one thing, but I think that might be overly reductive. Yeah. Um, but it could be a lot of things like, you know, obviously the, one of the big ones is like fear, like, like in our simulations and stuff, a lot of the people, you know, or the, like they're not real people, but they're, they're based on real examples and, you know, they all had some sort of drug or alcohol dependence. Um, and, you know, one of the things we learn is like, if that's sort of their only coping mechanism, you shouldn't be encouraging them not to drink. You should be like trying to control it, but, you can't take away that coping strategy because that's all they have, yep. right? And that's sort of like, like the fear of it because they're so worried to let that go and move forward because that's all they have to keep them coping. Yep. So obviously the fear of it is a big one because it's that step forward. It's like, am I going to be able to cope if I move forward and change? 
But the other thing is also, because in moving forward, you have to learn and you have to, and in learning, you have to struggle because that's the whole point. You don't know what you're doing. So there's a lot of things. There's fear of not being able to cope. There's not having enough coping strategies or coping resources. Um, And there's, you know, incompetence or not necessarily incompetence, but low skill in some area that you'll need moving forward. So I don't know. I suppose those are some of the the reasons. Yeah, for sure. And in terms of the coping strategies and questioning your ability to cope in new circumstances, I think it comes down to people, you know, having that core need for safety and to feel like, yeah, that they have some security and how, how would you describe it? I feel like you know what I'm trying to say. Like they have a core, like everybody has a core need for safety. You know, that's, that's, that's part. I mean, unless, you know, you're really um, in a really bad mental state and you don't have any concern for your own, you know, well-being. but generally people want to preserve themselves in some way. So if you're going to like moving forward or, or, you know, trying to push yourself out of a rut in some way in doing that, it's going to be hard because there's sort of a, there's sort of a comfort in the rut. If that makes sense. When you're in like a really dark place, and you're in a really bad mental state, like it sucks, you feel awful. But because it's so because it's so lethargic and it's so drained and low energy, it's very easy to stay there because you don't have to do anything. It's yeah. harder to get out. It's kind of like a like a negative momentum. Like what is familiar becomes what you know. And to exit that anything that's unfamiliar is going to shake you a bit, even if it is for better. And in the long term, you know that. And even like often people are fully aware that these things are irrational. It's like, well, yeah, I want to be there, but I, yeah, but like, this is what I know. Like I, even though I don't feel safe, I feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said it, but that's, that's exactly what it is. It's because there's comfort and familiarity, even if, what you're familiar with is really bad for you because you're used to it. At least, you know, you can roll with it. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to be uncomfortable either way in terms of the learning process. Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be uncomfortable in an adaptive way. And then if you're staying in a dark place, Mm. like obviously there is a lot that can come from darkness and a lot can be learned, but if you're, staying there when there's the capacity to move out of it, then that's going to be uncomfortable. And yeah. yeah. All right. And I also think that in terms of what stops people, I see fear as being well similar to what we've spoken about, but like the ego holding you back. And it can also be in terms of you're stuck in, and I, an identity thing where you think you've got to be this person. And again, that sort of comes with the familiar thing. If you've been that depressed person that unfortunately people know you as, then even though it's not who you want to be, it's what you've presented as for so long. And the ego to conform to it. Yeah. 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 It's Um, really crazy how we set up characters for ourselves unwittingly. And then, even if we want to change it, we feel a pressure in the people we've imprinted on to stay the same. So weird. I know. And that's why I love it when 
Well, I love people being themselves full stop. But when you see that change in people, that's quite significant. And it's like, you are being so brave right now. You are killing it. Yeah. And you can just tell when someone's being genuine and you can tell when they're holding back. And it's just the most beautiful thing to watch when it's like, yes, you've cracked open, even if it was only for two minutes. And I love it. It's just, yeah. It's one of the most inspiring things to see. I agree. Yeah. So on that note, when I called you, I was obviously pretty pumped already. You my- so were pumped. You were pumped as like a basketball. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of my own excitement being sourced. Yes. Um, but if, if someone, and this will come back to the mental health content, we talk about the readiness to change scale. Yeah. yeah. From one to 10, for those of you who don't know, and it's like, well, one, no, I'm happy doing my own thing. And 10 being, yes, I want to act on it right away. Let's do it. Mm. So if someone, if, if, if it was me, right, if I came to you, I called you and I was like, like, I kind of want to do this podcast thing because I think it would be good and I have something valuable to say, but like, I'm really scared and I, you know, I might do it in a year or something. Mm. What would, so say if my readiness to change or to make the podcast was say a four, mm-hmm. what words of encouragement would you give me? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you could probably answer this yourself because we've both done similar um, <laughs> learning on it, but you know, it'd, it'd go back to motivational interviewing, you know, like sort of figuring out where you're at and how much what you're holding you, what you think is holding you back is really holding you back. But um, essentially writing on what you want to do and just sort of bubbling it up to the surface, like making it seem like it was your idea all along because it was. So I'd be like, all right. So it sounds like you really like, cause you called me up, you know, and, and I'm assuming like you've called me up with that same passion, even though you're a bit nervous and like, I don't know if I should do it. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's sort it out. mate. Let's have a chat. So obviously it sounds like you really want to do it. You said you have something to say, and that's always a big moment of passion. If you really feel the need to express yourself and proclaim something, that's a very strong need, right? That's a big feeling. So that's one thing. Second thing is that you said you really want to start a podcast. You've got like, you know what you want to do, you know, the format you want to do it in, you know what I mean? You've already got an idea in your head. It's not like it's nebulous. It's like, this is what I want to do. And I've got a path I want to do it. And I want to say something. You've got a lot of driving factors, but the only thing you said that was really holding you back was fear. So, you know, I'd say, look, mate, anytime you start something new, it's going to be scary regardless of what it is. Even if you do start it a year later, you're still going to be scared, probably even more scared because you've put so much onto it. Now you've anticipated it for such a long time. Um, so, you know, and it does sound like you really want to do it. So it's, it's your choice at the end of the day. But if it were me taking the signs, it seems like the only thing holding you back is that you're nervous about it, which is going to happen anyway. So why not do it now? Yeah, totally. And I think you make a good point there. And I think that reflective listening is super valuable because people often do a lot of talking but they don't slow down enough to realize the words they're saying, or they don't have someone who is able to, you know, put a mirror up and be like, this is what you're saying. Like mm. I can hear and feel the passion. You've got to just go for it. And 
I think that that's actually quite rare though. I think that people, especially because society is so fast paced, people struggle to sit down and focus and listen and hear someone out and people can also project their fears upon you. So I would say to, yeah, it's important for me to have time to self-reflect and be like, okay, if we step away from the noise of everything else, what is it that you need or want to say or do right now? And then it's like, have that in mind as you move around and as, as you interact with people, because people are going to say things that are going to make you doubt yourself and question things. But I think it's just a matter of dropping back in and realizing that, okay, like if no one else could have an opinion and you were just mm. doing what you want to do, then like, who cares? You know, just yeah. go for it. Yeah. It's, I think that's such an important thing that you've tapped into because like we, when we hear other people's views on us, they become part of our views on us and we forget, you know, what we had in the first place. Mm. So it is, yeah. Cause that, like you said, especially nowadays, we don't really, it's not really uh, culturally valued in our society to, you know, take a step back and take time to reflect. It's always go, go, go. So I think it's, it's really important that you've tapped into that and it's a really good quality. Yeah, totally. We have so much content going in. And it's like, well, what was what was there before all that, you know? Yeah. And you got to strip it back. All right. So we've spoken a bit about people supporting people. Mm-hmm. We've touched on the mental health course and how this podcast is more or less a symbol for some of those ideas. Yeah. I'm going to allow, let you ask me a question. Cool. I tend to put me on the spot. I prepared one too. Yeah, cool. So, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Indigo is a yoga instructor and she's big on yoga. And uh, I don't know how long you've been doing it for. I think you, you may have told me, but I don't remember how long you've been doing it for. But my big question was comparing yourself prior to starting yoga because obviously it's had a big impact on your viewpoint of the world and your, even you said your ethics and taking time to reflect prior to you starting that to now, what do you think have been some of the biggest changes of Indigo? Oh my gosh, this is a big question and it gets me so excited. I'm glad. Um, (laughs) So first of all, I did my teacher training in April last year. Yeah. So what is it? It's August now. So approaching a year and a half ago and I've been teaching pretty much since then. Um, yeah. So me before yoga and after yoga, I, I'm going to start with saying, well, yeah, I could start quite a while back, but I'm going to start like, right before teacher training and now because I feel like that's where the most shift has happened. Oh, this is a really good question, Anthony. Okay. I... So you should have me as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hush, hush. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. I feel like the past, yeah, year and a half has been massive for me. And yoga has helped me an incredible amount. And I think that I have it to thank for a lot of the shifts I've seen. And I would say that, well, first of all, it's really helped me. I can be quite a heady person and get, well, I used to be especially a lot more, can get, could get stuck in my head with all sorts of thoughts, just zoom, 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 zoom. And I was obsessed with being hyper-productive, always having something on the go. And this isn't to say that I'm not productive now, but I feel like I've shifted it from like a negative thing, like I have to do this, I should do this, and all these things to a frame of mind where it's like, what do I want to do and where do I want to channel my energy? Where do I see value that I can, yeah, contribute to and I yeah so in terms of getting out of my head the movement the practice of yoga through asana has brought me back to my body a lot and just noticing sensations and my breath oh my gosh I could talk about about breathing for days (laughs) because I think that it has so much to say and it's so powerful like it is our life our life force you know like without the breath we are stuffed and I yeah there's just so many things yoga has given to me but it coming to my mat even when I don't want to like it's the last thing I want to do because I know that when I'm on my mat it forces me to face how I'm really feeling and it you know it's just me on my mat, chilling, doing my thing. And it probably was the starting thing that got me reflecting a lot more and contemplating big concepts. And obviously there's the whole Eastern philosophy side of things, which I really align to. And it's as if learning and reading and experiencing those things has helped me to feel understood because in a lot of ways like being in the city and having everyone just the hustle of everything it can be like we were talking about it can feel quite isolating and kind of dulling like a heavy sort of and having yoga has just been, oh my gosh, a lifesaver. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for it. And I could, yeah, I could say so much more, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause there. So yeah, that's my answer for you. Wow, I mean, it sounds like it's had really profound effects for you. And yeah, I can't, cause that's the thing. I think it's so important that it's brought you back to yourself because especially being young people and growing up in such a fast paced style of life, I feel like it's very easy for us to, not to ever really find side of ourselves at all, mm. you know, or to find a very young, but then lose a very young because all of a sudden you're tossed into this huge world. Um, and I think that's so cool that it's even just breathing. Cause it's like you said, it's such a big thing like, oh, we, like, without it. That's it, mate. We're, yeah. we're gone. 
<laughs> but we, we forget about it. We don't even think about it, you know? So that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I feel like that's a really big takeaway because the simple things like breathing, it's so easy to forget about or deem, as a, deem them as insignificant. Mm. But when you think about, well, if you give it a go even, next time you're in a bit of a mess or you're in a heated moment, mm. if you step aside and just take three genuine deep breaths, oh my gosh, like totally shifts your frame of mind completely. And that it amazes me every time. I just love it. And it's interesting for me to talk about because in meeting me now, it would be so vastly different to if someone met me before, like I really mm. delved into yoga. And obviously there's probably a number of other reasons that have contributed to that. Um, but I just thought of another reason is because in my teaching, for so long, I didn't, didn't speak my mind or didn't say what I truly believed in. And I didn't feel listened to at all. Like, yeah, growing up, I didn't feel listened to and I didn't really feel like I wanted to share. And it was, I remember the first class I taught, it was at Lululemon. And I remember just having everyone giving me their undivided attention and me taking them through the movement and knowing that it was like a mutually positive mm. thing and feeling really heard. And, oh, it was just so incredible. And then at the end of class with everyone lying there in Shavasana, knowing that I helped them to get there. Obviously, everyone is their own teacher and I'm really just there guiding people through sequence of movements. But, oh, it's just, it was such the nicest feeling because it's like you are orchestrating their movement and everyone wants to be there and they're learning something and showing up for themselves. And, oh, my gosh, it's just such a wonderful space to be in. And, oh, I love it. It, like, makes me buzz. That's, that's, I mean, that's just beautiful. Like from, from going from feeling unheard and, you know, sort of glazed over to being somebody who oversees such a spiritual profound experience with people that must've just been so empowering. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, I'm thinking that we might wrap this up. No. Is there anything else that you want to say? Um, uh, Indigo, uh, thank you for uh, hiring me uh, and for demoting me. <laughs> no worries <laughs> at all. was my pleasure. Anytime. That marks the end of today's episode. I hope you lovely, lovely humans found something interesting in the chat I had with Anthony. Thank you for listening in. And I will be making more podcast episodes in the future. So feel free to watch this space. And yeah, I look forward to discovering what it is that I choose to share with you all. Until then, look after yourselves. Lots of love. See ya.